0: podcast for women like you. Women in business across all industries. We've learned from experience how hard it can be to manage it all on your own.
1: So we're here to answer your questions, spill the tea, and be completely open and honest about the life of a business owner.
0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Female Founders. Hello Licky. Hello Sophie, how are you today? I'm
1: doing quite good today, how are you doing? oh
0: okay i feel like i need these podcasts are like my therapy sessions <laughs> <laughs> like i am i feel like at the minute i just need to like offload and what's going on you <laughs> us? i feel like at the minute the biggest issue that i'm facing as a business owner is like being a young person
1: yeah
0: and i feel everyone is patronizing at the minute like i feel like i face a lot of Is patronisation a word? I don't even know if that's a word. Like
1: patronising messages and interactions. Yeah, I just find I feel
0: like if I was like a thirty-year-old man in a business suit, I wouldn't get half of not the abuse. I don't get abuse. It's not
1: yeah. It's more just the the patronising. It's so
0: patron. Like anyone that's older than me is patronising to me. I don't think I've. I feel like I've had a handful of clients that have been older than me that are really lovely and respectful. Yeah. But I love working with young people that are, like, in their 20s. I feel like we understand each other very well. We're all big softies. And I do need... I feel like what I find hardest is toughening up. Like, that's something that I really need to do. I think
1: as well, like, responding in a professional manner can be so hard sometimes as well. You know, say if you have someone... It it, it doesn't even have to be a client. It can be anyone. But responding in the right way, like, kind of batting your tongue sometimes and just being like, I could go a bit mad right now mm-hmm. I've had some
0: really rude messages from clients before like yeah I, I don't know if I'm allowed to share
1: them on the yeah, podcast yeah I have as well but I just think you know you got to just be professional which is the to. hardest part. I bit. think for everyone as well listening like if you if you have rude clients and people and customers mm-hmm you Instead of thinking about yourself, because it's not a personal attack, you've mm. got to think about your business and your brand and put that first. And if yeah. that means reputation mm. and maybe biting your tongue when the, that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, it's so hard when you're a softie, though.
0: Like, me and yeah. Sophie are such big softies. I'm just like, yeah, just like, yeah sure. So, like, if anyone ever gives me you know, bad feedback or they're not happy with something, I really take it personally. I'll be like in tears. Like even if it's the smallest thing, I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Like I'll literally get upset over it. And it's something that I need to work on as a business owner. Everyone has thrown
1: little things to work on, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's so, it's so normal. Like it's, Oh, you know your business and your work is your baby. Yeah. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that. So it's just yeah. like And I bet whatever business you've got, like whatever industry you're in, everyone's got difficult clients. Oh and my god, yeah.
0: Everyone. My boyfriend's
1: a personal trainer. He's he he's having some nightmare clients at yeah. the moment. You know, it, it's it's literally in all industries. I know some of my clients have had nightmare clients as well. Mm-hmm. Um so everyone just be nice. <laughs> just be
0: nice. Come on. Even I was saying to Sophie, even if like you know if you're working with someone and you're not particularly happy or something's late mm. like I'm very sympathetic yeah. of the fact that people have got stuff going on in their lives mm. like some people I get aren't good at the job or they're not you know on time with stuff but there's just ways around it so I'd be like hey Sophie just wondering when I'd be able to get that thing yeah. from
1: you like I'm really looking not forward to hearing Sophie back Sophie where about is now. it Sophie yeah where is it yeah come on guys like get get me that appointment but now
0: yeah just a bit just of kindness honest. and i know that it maybe is like a generational
1: thing i don't know because yeah. i
0: feel like like up, i feel like, like
1: the younger generation are just so much more just chilled like, chilled nice respectful. yeah respectful they're, yeah. they're respectful because yeah. they, i feel like they're a bit more empathetic but yeah it gets me down. That.
0: I'm not going to yeah. be a Debbie Downer today. No. But I just You've thought got I'd right share out. that. I just thought I'd share that because it's really difficult yeah. sometimes. And I'm
1: sure so many people feel exactly the same. So. Yeah,
0: it's difficult. So I've took a big sigh, I've took a big deep breath. And <sighs> we're going to move on. We've got a
1: um, a bit of a scary topic to speak about nice today. Do you say. want to sort of intro? It? <laughs> yeah, so basically leading on from that, <laughs> I just want to say that failure is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Every single person that has business. Will have mm-hmm. failed at some point. Make a slip it's Minor, up. major. Yeah. You know, everyone's making mistakes. I make those every day. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> makes, everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. <laughs> Thanks, for taking us with that. So. <laughs> um, so, I just wanted to come on here. Like we both wanted to come on here and talk about something that we've maybe never really spoke about before, apart from obviously to each other. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm at a point where I'm ready to share what happened. Um, and this is a big deal for It's Sophie. a big deal for me because it was you know, I'd sort of just disassociated from what happened. Yeah, so I feel like I'm at a point where I'm ready I'm ready to share this and okay. and because I want to share it because I know I'm not the only one and if you're like you, you're mm-hmm. not you know you're not the only one that has failed at some point. Mm-hmm. Um so stay tuned because we're going to get into our little stories Mm -hmm. and share what we've learned, how we dealt with it, just, just in case this might help one person. Yeah, we're
0: scared, but let's get into it. So we wanted to get into this topic because... People, as we all know, do not share everything on social media. No, and they, they I don't. feel like I'm annoying myself by even saying that because we speak about it so often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, so true. Like I sometimes, think, do you know what I think it is? As business owners, you know, on your on your social media, as your for your business, whatever, mm-hmm. you 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 can't really share when things aren't going very yeah. well. I mean, you might not like it might look a bit unprofessional. It might look unprofessional yeah. if I'm like, oh
0: god, I've just lost two clients today. For potential clients,
1: they might be like, "Why? Why?" Right. It's, it's a red exactly. flag, isn't it? But so there's so you'd... many other reasons why people would leave. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why people don't really share it. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, if I, for the you know for the female founders, if something's going wrong, like we want to take you all on this journey with us. We want to yeah. show you that, you know, for example, us relaunching this podcast, like yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not a failure. Like we did it yeah. and it wasn't right. Yeah. But now look what we're doing instead. Yeah. You know, like it it's, learned from it, it's all lessons. Yeah. Um. So I feel like if we wanted to share stuff, it would be on there. But yeah. businesses, you don't really share it. No, you know?
0: no. So we sort of wanted to share our failures. Like we've, we've, We've launched things, we've done things that have not worked, yeah. we've not shared that on our socials, because is it embarrassing? Is, yeah, that's, it, that's you know, is it, you know, is it, is, you know, it's thinking about what people will think about that and yeah. it, is, it is not embarrassing but, you know, if you're, like, promoting this new product that you're coming out with and then no one buys it you've got yeah. to sort of backtracking. and you're like, actually, I don't even want to sell it in the first place. <laughs> yeah. like, you got to sort of backtrack on it. So, <laughs> um, Soph, do you want to Dive in with your yeah, story. let's dive I'm, in I'm here. excited to hear this. So,
1: a bit of an overview. Um, I I had a corporate job before I like dove into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I came out of it. It was in finance. I did it for a year, and I just thought, I literally can't do this anymore. Mm. Like, I was done already. She's not for the
0: corporate life.
1: No, corporate <laughs> life is not for me. <laughs> um, so, I came out, and literally within, like, a month... I literally was thinking of these mad business ideas. Like, honestly, I would wake up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. I had this huge whiteboard in my bedroom of full of post-it notes for this business idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say what it is because it's still something that I might do. It's not no one steal it. Copyright it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway... Um, I didn't do it because it needed quite a lot of investment in, like, at at the start, because it was for products and I needed, like, bulk orders. And I was literally messaging suppliers in, like, China, trying to sort out, like, materials. And, like, literally the whole thing, I wrote out, like, a full plan for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one day I was like, I'm going to do a clothing brand. Because it was in lockdown. And I I, I was just seeing it all the time, like, people launching businesses, like, TikTok, like scaling them and blowing them up, yeah. And I was just like, "I'm gonna jump on this." Mm-hmm. So, I started looking into it. started going to different manufacturers. Worked out a business model that was gonna work for me. So it was at the start, it was just made to order. So if someone purchased from me, I'd purchase it from my supplier. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I didn't have that upfront investment, which now, now looking back, I, I definitely should have. Yeah. Um. So I. Started growing it on socials, uh, predominantly TikTok. Um, now I look back, the way I marketed, marketed it <laughs> was just like horrendous. Now I'm into socials. There was literally no clear target audience. I was just posting videos that I thought were going to go viral and yeah. like. It was just a mess, <laughs> honestly. But also, like, I, I I, loved doing it. I used to go live with, like, thousands of people watching wow. me packing orders. And, you know, I think it just it gave me some sort of confidence. Yeah. So, anyway, fast forward maybe, like, six months into it. Um, if any of you have a fashion brand or anything like that, please don't let this put you off. Um, but, you know, it's not... It's a very saturated industry. Yeah. And unless you are competing with like the top brands and stuff and you have got a huge investment from someone mm. um it it's a struggle. It's mm. seriously a struggle to get a clothing brand off the floor. Yeah. Um so it, yeah, fast forward to six months, you know, I'd grown socials, like I'd reached millions of people on there, I was having orders like all over the world. Oh my god. Um, and it was like your full time job, wasn't it? That yeah, it was in. literally That's my full time job. I just kinda of put everything I had into it. Wow. Um Literally had, like, a full office and, like, photo place and, like, clothing rail at, like, at like my mum's house because I had a flat at the time, so there was no space for me there. Yeah. Um, so I literally put all... Put all everything, set everything up there. um And then it just got to a point where I was just, like, I actually don't even like, like, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't like how active I have to be on social media. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'm not even really... That into clothing, to be honest. Like I want to look nice. Yeah. But but it's like, would you wear it yourself? Yeah, exactly. It's and it's just like. I just I just didn't know what direction I was taking it. It was my first business. I was just like what the hell? Like overwhelmed. Yeah, so so overwhelmed to the point, you know, I was posting on socials every day, going live all the time, going to meet all these different people, like influencers. And you like run and, like
0: fashion shows and stuff. Yeah,
1: we we did a fashion show. Oh my god. Um and it just got to a point where I was like I'm so... I just... I think it was... I didn't think about it properly. I just rushed into it. And I... You know, I was one of those people where I was like, I'm not giving up on this. I'm not giving up on this. Yeah. Um. Would you say, like, you reached burnout then? I reached yeah. complete burnout. I literally oh took God. a few weeks off socials because I thought, I just need to step away from it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I had no orders coming in or anything, but I was like, it's not even about the money at this point. It's about me and my mental health. Yeah. Um, And I, I tried to get back to it. And honestly for about two, three days, I was just, like, in tears, hyperventilating. Like, I was oh. a mess. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And oh um, so I sat down and spoke to my mum about it, and I just said, like... Because my mum's so supportive, and I just said, this isn't for me. Mm. I've, you know, I've completely rushed this. this I'm not enjoying this. Mm. Um, I'm enjoying certain aspects of it, but mm. not the business. That it, not the business. Yeah. Um, so I just said, you know what, I'm going to pull away. Because at this point, I'd grown social media to a point where I was being recognised out in public. Oh my um, I felt like I had no detachment from the business. because I was the face of the brand. Yeah, so much pressure on you. Like, yeah, That's such and a I, I just had to pull the plug. I was like, Do you know what? So did you just get like cold turkey one day, like just stopped everything? like Yeah, stopped posting? so I gave it a couple of weeks off. I had a couple of weeks off socials and stuff. And then maybe a week or two after that, I literally took my website down. I t- I literally took all my videos down from my social media, wow. um, and I just and I just stepped away from it. And I just because I, I just got to a point where I was like, I don't want to be part of this. I don't want people to know me anymore. Mm. I literally just want to not not be anything for a while. Yeah. You know, it got so overwhelming. And, and if you're an influencer or you know you have a pe- massive personal brand, and you listen to this, like mm. you'll understand what I mean when I say like it's constant, and you mm. feel like. You feel like your whole life is online. Yeah. um, And people are literally living in your life. Yeah. Um, And that's not for me. So what did you do after?
0: Did you go back to corporate?
1: So, yeah. So after I got a job doing some digital marketing. Mm. So basically what I found out was that I really didn't care about the business.
0: Yeah.
1: I loved marketing. Mm -hmm. So I'd gone from finance to then my own business and I started the business because I think I was obsessed with marketing because I, I I I sort of figured it out yeah in a way that's what we
0: say as well isn't it like we feel like with marketing you either just get it or you don't yeah like some people are like how did you do this how did you do that it's like I don't know I just did it it's just
1: like a natural and you'll, you'll
0: know like you might listen to this and you're like I've not got the first clue about social media marketing like some yeah. people you've just got it or you've just not
1: yeah so literally i found my passion for it got a job doing digital marketing for like six months um that was just to sort of pass me you know pass me by I take the pressure off my shoulders like you know i didn't have to rush into doing anything i just wanted to sit back and be like right what have i learned from this where can i go with it so i sat down with a business coach um and i said i was like basically by the time of this six-month contract ending i want a business i want a business to out earn this yeah and i had a few different paths i could go down um but i i said like my heart is telling me to go with social media because Mm -hmm. where i live um it's quite a rural area Mm -hmm. and people aren't utilizing social media and i said i just want to help businesses on social media but that it was like my calling i I can't even explain it yeah um because i see so many businesses all the time that just aren't you know maximise the potential the you know the struggle in a bit and it's yeah. just like if I could help that one business
0: yeah
1: it would be amazing so so that's how I got into what I'm doing now obviously oh it was not an easy journey like yeah. it was one of the hardest things and hardest processes I've ever had mm. to do um is that something you like think
0: so like when you told me that you used to have a clothing brand and it was your full-time job i was i was in my head like well why is it not now like because yeah. that sounds like the dream job doesn't it like yeah. everyone like that's the coolest job having your own clothing brand making enough money so you're doing it full-time yeah but like obviously at the time you weren't sharing that you were so unhappy doing that
1: yeah exactly and it's it just all... not
0: worth worth carrying it on no so what do you feel like you've learned from that from, from that yeah I,
1: I've, I've learned so much so I'd say for one is how I marketed it like I just did yeah. it all wrong yeah so that's a massive thing that i learned. Um and number two is that I will never do anything if it makes me that unhappy ever mm-hmm. I don't care how much money I'm earning I yeah. don't care it, my mental health is so much more important to me, and obviously, as we spoke about in one of the like last episodes, mm. I have this is before I got diagnosed with ADHD as well. Yeah. So I have ADHD, and yeah. that was just too much for me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Sophie. I hope. I hope you <laughs> Do you know what it is? I like. I hope people listen to it and think like. it's okay yeah like no one ever mentions anything to me about this that business everyone's forgotten about it yeah everyone is so busy with their own lives no one really cares that much like say if tomorrow i was going to be like
0: you know i'm i'm leaving this business it's not making me happy a lot of people would be shocked and stuff week later no one would really care so i feel like it's more in our heads you know like if i was to invest thousands of money into products and I wanted to start a product based business and it didn't work I'd be out of pocket I'd be upset yeah
1: this is another thing as well I was going to sell my business um I spoke to yeah um different companies and stuff about selling it Mm -hmm. but because of the way it made me feel yeah i didn't even want the money i didn't even want to go it just like gives you the it. ick
0: doesn't it like whenever sophie speaks yeah. about it she's like i don't even want to speak about it. no
1: honestly it's just like something i'm so just dis- like i didn't want anyone to carry it on like it was picking up so much traction um yeah so i just didn't even want anyone to carry it on like that was my brand that was my face on the brand yeah
0: it's kind of gross to was, think someone could take that and be like, now it's mine. Yeah. That's my opinion on, like, selling businesses. It's like, you've built this business and yeah. you're just, like, giving it to someone
1: else. Yeah, I mean, it, when it's not a personal business, so, for example, if I wanted to sell standout, hmm. I probably could. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, I'm the face on socials and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's Just sad to think you'd, you'd sell it. I'd never that. sell it. I would <laughs> never sell it. Yeah, literally. that's what I mean. It's, it's just,
0: like giving it to someone else you're just like i don't
1: want to give it away it's my baby so they're 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 your options though if you if you feel like you're you don't want to do what you're doing anymore and you spend all this time building a business Mm. you have options you're not trapped you you have options you can sell the business you can even sell your social media platform so Mm. say for example if you've got a social media platform that's got hundred thousand people on it Mm. you can sell that to someone in the same industry yeah um you can. There's so many things you can do. So yeah, if you feel like you're in that position, there's ways around there's it. There's ways around it. So like, I've, I've had, proud. I've had, I'd say failures within
0: my business, but not like yours. Sophie. Yeah, like, not you like walks like, away
1: from a business. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I'd say predominantly, big word. Two, <laughs> two business fails that I've had. Um, so the first one I would say is I brought out this product that I was like. I need to create passive income. Yeah. Don't know if, if you don't know what that is. It's basically, just,
1: you have a product that people can buy continuously and it always makes yeah, your money. you just One always bringing in cash
0: make. flow without doing a lot of work, basically, which is like the dream. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'm going to start this sort of social media update sheet thingy that people can have. It gives them tips and advice every month about social media. It's only £20. Pound. Like, it'll help a lot of small businesses because I think my mistake was I was trying to please as such a wide audience i was trying right. to approach clients that were high paying and like clients that i wanted to work with but then i felt bad for the small businesses that had no budget yeah. so i was also trying to like apply myself to them and make sure they could buy from me which i think is sort of a mistake i think you should aim for sort of mm-hmm. one one or the other yeah. but i was trying to apply to both at the time i didn't know about you know much about websites and stuff or like direct debits and things like that. So a I ended whole up, I was hold up. It's a whole thing. So I ended up selling quite a few of them. So we got to the point where I had to like chase people up, and I was like, "Can I have that twenty pound from you? Can I have that twenty pound from you?" And it wasn't, it didn't even, it wasn't even passive income at this point because I was just you like, were chasing them. Probably. I was just trying to make sure someone could you didn't afford know things something. Is
1: it like Stripe or something? That yeah, you, sell out there you can. Sell
0: yeah, this. I mean, now I might revisit it. A lot of the people that I did work with at the time were like, "This is such a great idea," but I just didn't know how to market it right. Yeah. So you I'd say to, like
1: make it seamless and streamless. Yeah. And
0: so I, I'd say like I've learned from that that I shouldn't be targeting everyone just to make sure I fit everyone's budget. Because yeah. you cannot physically create a product or a service that fits everyone's budget. And yeah. I've learned a lot from that. Um, and then I'd say I've never had like a massive business failure. I would just say, I think it was like January 2021 was the first time I sat there and thought like, oh my God, like I could lose this business. I'm not making yeah. enough money from it to do this full time. Um, and then I just really had to sit and think like, what can I do? so I sat and made a list of all the possible ways that I could save my business whether I needed to invest a bit of money in it what could I do for free Um, and my main sort of calling was social media obviously it's the best free way to grow your business I committed to posting reels every single day for 30 days and I reached 1 million people within the 30 days and at the point that's
1: a point where you, you know reaching 1 million people is insane
0: I had such a small account I think I had maybe like 1,000, 2,000 followers at the time Um, which in the grand scheme of all the accounts, it's not a huge amount of followers and they weren't very active, I wasn't selling much and that for me was the thing that changed my business the most, so I definitely you just got
1: traction from that and then you were just just right
0: so I definitely give that piece of advice to someone if you're like I think that could be my last option of like saving yeah. the business. So if
1: you've lost like half of your clients or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, and do it's you, really it's really scary. Do
1: you wanna tell me why you were in that position though? Yeah. I think you should. I don't know I don't know what... I don't even know why, like No, so there was another person that just started up in your area now. <laughs>
0: we're going there
1: we're gonna go there yeah because I think it's important that we need to speak about this because Mm -hmm. one for the type of people that would do that Mm -hmm. and two for business owners that might face that
0: yeah and it's like it's scary having this podcast because me and Sophie have had a lot of experiences from other people and it's not like we want to throw people under the bus or throw shade at people and things like that but at the time um I was one of the only people in my area sort of being a social media manager Mm. at the time. I didn't even know it was a thing. I was like, this is a great million pound idea job. (laughs) Like I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, Very soon after uh, someone else started up a social media business. Mm. There was a lot of similarities to our businesses, Uh, but me being me. And I say this, honestly, I want everyone to succeed. I was like, I'm going to follow them. I'm going to support them. If they want to go yeah. out for a drink, I'll go out for a drink. Yeah. Followed them, didn't get followed back. That's fine. Maybe they didn't see it. Um. But I found out from a friend of mine uh, that they'd basically like, found all of my clients mm-hmm. and directly approached them to basically say, I can offer what Vicky's offering, but for cheaper. Yeah. And a lot of my clients went with that because it's cheaper i understand that um but i would never do that to someone else's business so
1: i think it's i think it's mad i I genuinely think it's mad but i think it's something that probably happens more than people
0: on. and there's not much i can do about it either like it's out of your control it's out of my control it's disappointing and i've made sure now that i have services that i'm so proud of that i know that if someone did that again my current clients would stay with me yeah Um, this is it
1: you've built such a relationship with your clients and you know you know your service is sick yeah that people wouldn't want to go elsewhere yeah but it's
0: becoming difficult now because within mine and Sophie's jobs and like a lot of jobs where you're starting a business from home or you're starting your own business everyone wants their own business people are seeing how easy it looks and sort of finding cheat sheets around it yeah so like a lot of people will message me and Sophie and be like if you got any clients, like, can I have some of your clients or whatever? Time, Me and yeah. Sophie built it from the ground up, like, and got to where we are. But a lot of people now are just sort of trying to find quick ways yeah. to steal and other and it, people's stuff. I suppose stuff. it can
1: be in any industry. Like, I know, for example, in the aesthetics industry, a mm-hmm. lot of my clients are nurses. Yeah. But a lot of people are going into aesthetics that aren't a nurse, doing, yeah. a, doing a course from Well, account. anyone can do
0: anything nowadays. If you want to be a lash tech, you can train to be a lash yeah. tech. If you want to do nails, you can train to do nails. But, you know... If you want
1: to be a it, PT, you can train to be a PT. Yeah,
0: if you've done it for years, you've built your client base, you have those people trusting you and coming back to you. Yeah. Like, it really hurts for someone to just come in and go, I can do it for half the price, come with me. Yeah. But it happens. And I was... So how
1: you got over it was growing your growing social media yeah I was
0: like people. right these at the time I was only working with local businesses I was like right obviously that's not for me anymore yeah. and from focusing on the reels and reaching people worldwide that's how I took my business from a local business to a global business yeah. and now I work with people from around the world and I know people will steal them because yeah. they well, don't would, really know yeah and
1: also I think it's like keeping as much as much as you can like your clients a little bit private
0: yeah oh yeah that's another thing now which is such a shame because a lot of new clients come to me and they'll be like can i see some of your work like i can't see much on your instagram Mm. and i have to be quite secretive now about clients that i work because it still happens to this day if i post a reel that i've done for a client loads of other social media managers will go and follow them and sort of try and be like come and work with me it's cheaper or do you know what i mean so it's really, really difficult, but I've sort of just learned to have confidence in what you are doing,
1: yeah. what you're selling. And also confidence in that if something goes wrong, you know, you know, you'll be able to get, you know, yeah. over it and on the other side and yeah. win.
0: Yeah. So So it was difficult, but I hope that you've learned something from that. And like, we cannot even emphasize it enough, like nothing is as it seems on social media i know literally a handful of people that look like they are smashing it on social media Mm. and it's not the case and it's
1: also like even my clients say to me like god so if you're doing so well and it's like oh but i've actually just had a really bad day or a really difficult month or you might have
0: lost a few clients on a certain month but you don't share that on social media so I really hope that helped. Um, me and Sophie have picked out some lovely quotes to finish the episode with. Um, so we're going to share those.
1: Okay, so my quote is, you learn more from failure than from success and mm. I think this is so relatable to me especially like I learned so much from walking away from my first business I learned yeah. so much from having a first business mm-hmm. I learned what worked and what didn't work yeah um whereas like and now that I'm succeeding yeah you know I'm still learning things all the time yeah. but it I feel like you, you don't. appreciate as
0: much. You appreciate success more than learn from it. I'm like, oh my god, I've had a great
1: month. I'm doing really good. I love it. Yeah. I get happy. I don't really learn from it. Like yeah. you every- just carry on. At the, you carry. So when you're succeeding, you carry on at the same momentum, yeah. right? Yeah. And unless something goes wrong, mm-hmm. you don't realize there's something wrong. Yeah. Basically, so yeah. Put it into that term. So yeah. I think I feel like that's you know, failure is good. Failure is better. Yeah. And the time is horrible. You yeah. feel
0: sick. To your, to your stomach, stomach yeah. it's disgusting <laughs> but you learn from it and you appreciate the success more than mm. the failure no you don't you appreciate the failure you, the
1: the yeah i wouldn't be where i am process. without failing yeah you know what i mean yeah so.
0: it's so important so on a similar topic i have got what if everything you're going through now is preparing you for what you have asked for yeah Which is this lovely. is it
1: isn't it like if you want to be successful Mm -hmm. you're asking to be successful so if Mm -hmm. there's things that you need to learn Mm -hmm. you will have to learn them the hard way yeah
0: and like obviously it's not for everyone but me and Soph love to manifest things and so for example I really wanted a job at PLT in the marketing department that was my dream job I didn't get it Mm. I felt really upset and I was just like I'm meant to be doing this why didn't I get it but I've ended up doing this job and I love it and it's my dream job and it makes me happy yeah So so it's like putting
1: things out yeah you will get it back you'll end up in the one when you're ready Mm -hmm. and two in the right place
0: yeah because i wouldn't have been ready for it at the time no so
1: yes i hope that helped yeah we hope this episode helped guys because this was a little bit of a hard one for us to talk about but i'm glad we have um and i know there'll be people out there that really seriously relate to this yeah um so if you enjoyed the episode make sure to follow us on socials you know the drill and then give this podcast a follow and a rating yeah. obviously it really helps us out um it lets us know if you're enjoying what we're doing mm-hmm. um more people can listen more, more people, people can know. join our community
0: of lovely strong amazing women in business yes um so we hope you have an amazing rest of your day and we'll see you in our next episode
1: bye, bye. bye.